trending news right now. So it's Monday, so we'll look at the past 72 hours in terms of what's happened in social media with Busisiwe uh, Khadebe, SABC digital content creator and uh, social commentator. Khadebe, good morning, happy Monday to you. Happy Monday, good morning, Asa, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? I'm good now that the electricity has come back. Is it back? <laughs> yeah, it just came back. It went around 2 a.m. So, yeah. Yeah, because I, dr- I got dressed in the dark. I was saying it's so it's a good thing we're on radio. <laughs> I was getting dressed in the dark. You know, you don't even know if the eyelashes are on straight and the eyebrows, have you, you know, marked them nicely with the eyeliner there? Are they, you know, it, like matching imagine. or we're looking something else? I don't even know. <laughs> but anyway, we laugh about these things that frustrate us. Uh, but let's talk a uh, hashtag Oscar Pistorius, the former athlete who's now served about eight years of his imprisonment for killing his model girlfriend, Rieva Stienkamp. So he could be eligible for parole, we are hearing. Yes, and initially we thought that it would be next year in March, um, that he, no, not next year, in 2023, I beg your pardon, that he would be eligible. But, you know, um, the, the, the Supreme Court of Appeal admitted that, you know, it, it made an error. It didn't account for the... For the for the time that he had served, mm. uh, when he uh, he went and approached them for you know to hear his case again, and you know yeah he was convicted for murder then, so it will definitely be soon. But obviously the reverse the income parents, mm. um, you know they they saying you know there's a bit of a problem because they were not informed, but they prepared to take part in the victim offender dialogue. Um, just before, you know, the, the parole uh, takes place for Pistorius. So why was Correctional Services spokesperson uh, Ngumalo saying that Stenkamp's parents have been contacted? Was it after they complained? I think so, because the lawyer says protocols uh, were not initially followed. Mm. Um, so, you know, by authorities. So the, the, the parents were not properly notified of the parole procedures. But um, now that, you know, some it, it, it has been sorted, they will take part of the parole procedures. Could it also be that because, I mean, this type of thing, the, the department introduced only in 2012, November, it's only now now, the victim-offender dialogue, and they're not really sure of how, you know, to carry it through or carry it out, and there could be errors. There could be errors because also when the parole board um, convened late last month, the the parents were not consulted. So it is that issue that the parents are raising that, okay, why are you, you know, doing this without involving us? Because we have a say um, whether we want to, to get the, the parole or not. What would that meeting entail if the family is involved? What normally would happen? Do they now have to face Pistorius, the Stienkamps? I think so. I think um, uh, what would happen is then there'd be the lawyers and then um, Stien, the, the, the parents or representatives of Stienkamp and also the, the accused. And then they would all have a turn speaking about, you know, the other side will say why. He shouldn't get parole, and then the and then Pistorius would then state his case why he should get parole. Yes, he served, you know, the time that is eligible for parole, but I'm sure then they'd be looking for other factors. So mm. yeah, I think that's how it's going to go down. Can they ask to be accompanied, maybe by their own preferred, maybe pastor from church or a therapist? 
Yes, I think you can because it's you. The, their lawyer is going to be there. I think you can bring either your, you know, your pastor or your or your counselor or therapist. Um, you mean in terms of maybe testifying how this has impacted them? Yes, I mean um, in that in that meeting, daughter. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I think then the the parole board would listen to all parties involved, and the par- parties interested in the case then um, would whatever evidence that they have or information or what they want to say before the parole is granted to to Pistorius. What are your thoughts? What do you think of this? Do you think we should be giving Oscar Pistorius uh, some parole? Should we let him go now? Has he done his time? Has he rehabilitated as he should? Well, you know, with the rehabilitation, it will, you know, only time will tell. Um, just like on social media, you know, um, I'm not, I'm in different minds about it. You know, mm. some some have been mentioning that, you know, there's a discrepancy that they're seeing between white and black um, prisoners. Um, and they, you know, they compared Briggs serving a, a, a lengthier sentence for rape, whereas Pistorius for, you know, for murder, he, he didn't, it, it wasn't as lengthy. And... Um, there are people, you know, just saying that um, Pistorius should should continue serving the time. Um, he shouldn't be accorded favors. I I don't know if he's rehabilitated, but you know, I remember when the court case was going on. After I was there, you know, we, we were doing the court reporting, and it was quite it, it was quite interesting to witness it firsthand and see how the whole process was, mm. and to see Pistorius just next to us crying whenever he wanted to cry. I mean, you know, I think his um, therapist, if he was seeing a therapist, because remember in the court case, he was he, he testified that he had general anxiety disorder. Mm. So maybe then, you know, the, his therapist or whoever was attending to his, you know, session will speak on or maybe why he needs to um get the parole so that he can be uh, reintegrated into society because they did say that he was panicking and suffering um, from the uh, from the the shooting he would probably sometimes he'd wake up in the in the wardrobe you know because he'd be scared so you know maybe they will give some arguments based on that that you know he needs to get out of prison we haven't heard much about him though over the years yeah. uh, we, don't, we haven't even seen what he <laughs> what he looks like so I don't know. Um, sometimes I think, you know, justice, some people, it is favorable to them and sometimes it's not. I don't know. Um, I think time will tell. Well, I mean, in, in this kind of case, I think, granted, his life will never be the same again. I, I feel like yes, he's yes, probably yes. going to be in prison for the rest of his life, whether he's in the actual physical prison or out of it, because his life will never return to normal. And he lost out on so much. You know, he was at the peak of his career he lost out on so much financially. He lost sponsors, so I don't even know if he'll be able to, you know, get back to the the athletic career. Or I don't know, maybe within maybe chances are not. No, but he's got a criminal record. Like yeah. you say, it's going to be it's gonna be a tough one for him. So I don't know if maybe that should be in considerations then. The fact that his life is basically a prison from here on uh, onwards, anyway. But anyway, I mean, like you say, I'm also a bit too minds about it. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, hashtag respect Ramaphosa. Let's talk about this now. Carl Niehaus uh, saying that he wants Ramaphosa out. He's blaming the president uh, for the ANC's poor poll performance. Tell us more. Yes, he is. And, you know, he's the instigator of the the Ramaphosa must go campaign, um, you know, before people responded with respect to Ramaphosa. And a lot of people are agreeing with Carl Niehaus. You know, they're saying um, that uh, the president Ramaphosa has brought the party into disrepute um, and that, you know, uh, they want to promote the former president, Jacob Zuma, um, you know, because of the ANC's failure at the local government elections. And then they're also complaining about, you know, what we just spoke about, load shedding, because um, as as you as you heard yesterday, it's until Saturday, the load shedding stage mm. two. And they were just saying they're not happy. And honestly, though, as a, the ANC did perform not great yeah. um, with the local government elections, even though the voter turnout was quite low. And I think, you know, that just shows how people feel about the, 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 the voting uh, local government elections. But it really did suffer some defeats, you know, going down from 53.91% to 46.04%. It really went down. Yeah. And it it's it's a wake up call for a lot of um of the ANC people. But you know, the other hashtag is running concurrently with the Ramaphosa must go, the respect Ramaphosa. And some people are using the respect Ramaphosa either to defend him or to continue stating why he must go. Um people are not happy Asa, you know, even on social media a lot of people are not happy. So why do you think then he's saying this, Carl Niehaus, after the results? If he felt so strongly about Ramaphosa not being a good leader of the ANC, why would he not have mentioned his views before the elections? Remember then, um, he probably couldn't because just before he was suspended because he he, he was just, you know, he, they said he had put the party into disrepute and then just before the elections, then they, they reinstated him. So maybe he's feeling sour about, you know, that decision initially and thinking maybe, you know, it was just solely on Ramaphosa. But, you know, obviously, um, regardless of who's the president of the political party, they don't make decisions, you know, electorally. You know, there's the National Executive Committee. They have people, you know, that they deliberate about, um, deliberate on decisions. And there are also rules in the party, you know. Um, I don't think the ANC just suspends people willy-nilly or it's a personal thing. Mm. Um, it's just like, example, the suspended General Secretary, Mahashud, he's been suspended because of the things that he's facing, you know. It's, it's, it's not looking great for the organization. So I think also Carl Newhouse, you know, is upset um, of how things un- unfolded. And, you know, he is pro-Zuma, obviously. So it's also a telling of, you know, some factions yeah. within the party, yes. Well, ANC Deputy Secretary General Jesse Duarte did, as you say, uh, you know, echo that wake-up call saying that the decline in the votes means that uh, the governing party needs to shape up. And this being the lowest votes since 1994 for the ANC, does it not... Maybe does it necessarily pinpoint this to one person though? Does it not maybe mean that there've been other messes created by previous leaders and also economic factors that now Ramaphosa is having to deal and clean up? 
I agree with 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 the latter part of what you said. I don't think it's just because of you know this one person who came up uh, you know a few years ago. I think it's been um, or, or like like it's been coming. It's been long time coming because also as with the local government elections, it's the councillors who are supposed to ensure that service delivery is met for the different communities that they are serving. And, you know, also before the, the, the elections, there was information coming out that, you know, some of the councillors don't even have basic skills, basic computer skills. Mm. Some of them don't even have literacy skills. So how were they even supposed to take care of the constituency if, you know, they were lacking on so many things? Mm. So I, it's, I don't think we should just blame um, the one person. You know, the, um, the ANC head of presidency, Bassani, said, you know, now the party needs to embark on a radical service delivery program to gain back its supporters. Um, they seeing this as a wake-up call. But not only must it just be a wake-up call for now, Asa, this thing is supposed to be consistent. Yeah. Service delivery is supposed to be consistent. You can't be having um, municipalities or communities like Hamanskral where they have dirty water for years. And some of the water, when you open the tap, it's yellow or feces is coming out. How are people supposed to live? So I think um, like one of the social media commentators said, um, you know, what? They, they don't blame Ramaphosa on his own, but they blame the councillors. Um, they are responsible. But no, it's not just the councillors. Who appoints those councillors? Mm. Where are the majority of the councillors from? Maybe that's why people got fed up. As you and I can start a party also, actually. <laughs> what, what should we call it? <laughs> <laughs> Seeing that the independents are doing so well. They yeah. are doing really well because people are tired. I don't know what we can call it. We can call it the fed up journalists <laughs> congress. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The fed up journalists yes. congress. The FUJC. <laughs> We can do this. I believe it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Let's let's talk. Uh, hashtag Soweto Derby uh, Kaiser Chiefs and uh, Orlando Pirates. And at first, this match seemed like it was going to go to the Buccaneers uh, in the first half. They seemed to be strong, but uh, not really. So tell us about this. As a, you know, I'm going to try to be very professional here, even though I'm the loser in the. In oh the man, top. sorry to you and Bongala Palma. <laughs> I'm up the box. <laughs> yeah. But you know, um, the Soweto Derby is a big one, Asa. You know, it's a very big. People were not happy that they couldn't go uh, watch the match live. On yeah, the hey, it was weird even watching with no spectators from the telly. <laughs> you know what? So it, it's so very weird because my parents were watching both the Derby and also the Man United versus Man City. Yeah. And when you see the contrast there in Europe, the stadiums are filled there. Mm. Some people are not even wearing masks. So that's why also I guess that they had that drive for vaccination to say, let's get vaccinated so that we can start going into the stadiums. Because like you say, it looks really weird. It's like it's a practice game you yeah. know, when you're watching and there are no spectators. But it's a big one. Kaiser Chiefs one to one um, against Orlando Pirates, you know, at the FNB Stadium. Um, mm. And, you know, of course, Kaiser Chiefs fans are very excited and happy. They're celebrating. But some people were asking questions, you know, like why why is it why does it always have to be Kaiser Chiefs and um, 
Orlando Pirates because they're not even in the in the top of the of the log. You know, Sundowns is number one mm. in terms uh, of the DSTV uh, Premier Log. Yes, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it's how it has been since 1970. So I I think I mean it's not something that yeah I think it's more tradition now. I, I yes. don't think it's about uh, technicalities. Exactly. Exactly. So now Buccaneers, because of the loss, they're on the seven, they're on position seven. Chiefs are on six. So yeah, people were had different, you know, things to say about the derby. People were happy, you know, those who won, which are the Kaiser Chiefs people. Some saying that the derby is overrated and over commercialized, um, complaining about, you know, it being the Kaiser Chiefs only and um, Orlando Pirates. But it's always fun to watch. It's yeah. always fun, you know, um, to have competitions like this with big with big uh, clubs. You know, it's fun. Yeah, um, I think maybe us older ones appreciate it. Youth and Dala appreciates it more than these. <laughs> uh, the scru- scru- don't get it. Maybe we, yeah, uh, it's we, our we thing. Well, thanks to, I guess, well, it was a team effort, but Keegan Dolly uh, scoring yes. the 49th minute one there, first one, and then 93rd minute giving us or giving Kaiser Chiefs two. And, uh, <laughs> and you guys won. Sorry, man. <laughs> Finally, let's talk uh, the Miss World pageant and that's going to be yes. happening in Israel on the 16th of uh, December. So uh, the Palestine Solidarity Alliance is calling out Miss Essay for wanting to participate. So she's in preparations to go. Uh, yeah. She's going to go there. Ulale uh, Lamswane, our newly crowned Miss Essay. The Palestine Solidarity Alliance is not happy. They're not, Asa, you know. They even took to, to her social media uh, calling for a boycott of the, of, the, of the pageant. And they're not happy with her because they claim that she blocked them. Um, you know, because they on were a Twitter, uh, Instagram. Okay. But she has been; she hasn't been saying anything about this. But I don't think it's entirely up to her, though, mm. um, because you know she's she's doing her job. Um, it's part of you know the organization, like the Miss Essay organization. They told the media that it was not going to get involved in a political war of words. Mm. And they're looking forward to watching her make the country proud um, on an international stage. But, you know, as Miss South Africa, she's also um, a brand South Africa ambassador. And, you know, South Africa yeah. has been, you know, quite clear about, you know, where they stand uh, because they're backing the Palestinian cause. So, you know, this one is a tough one for me because I'm, I don't know if she, if she decides not to do it then obviously then she'll be lauded by everyone who's uh, criticizing her for what happens to um, her position as Miss South Africa. Were they attacking her, the Palestine Solidarity Alliance? What was the tone of their sentiments? They were they were busy, you know, like just sending um, um, messages, you know, saying, you know, boycott this. They were investing her and they were they claimed that, you know, after weeks of trying to engage with her, uh, with regards to to the plight of the Palestinian people, um, she just decided to block them. Um, so, 
yeah, um, she's not saying much. I think she's mm. being professional about it because um, she can't be, you know, be engaged in back and forth, you know. With and many, as you said, it, may, it might not be up to her only. And it's an entire organization, the Miss SA pageant uh, organization with sponsors and all people yes. involved. The way yes. that Inkosi Zueli Veli Lemandla Mandela did it, because what he did was calling on the public to say, let's uh, boycott it. Uh, as a, a nation, and, and ask for mm. and ask for the Miss Essay uh, organization to not send Miss Essay in October to go there. So maybe their approach, also just going straight to her as an individual, is what could have you know been seen as an attack. Yes, yes, yes. Because you know, I mean, that would even make more sense then, um, like what uh, the, what what you just said now. That you know, okay, even if she goes there, then you know, let's. You know, let the nation boycott it and not watch it. Um, but she has to attend the Miss Universe. They, it's, it's, it's tradition for Miss South Africa to mm. do that. So, you know, she's in a tough position. She is, isn't he? But also, yeah. why, why are we not putting other contestants in that tough, tough position? Because if we're saying, and I understand the sentiments of the Palestine Solidarity Alliance, that this, these types of pageants, they have this idea that they stand on human rights and world peace and, you know, in the empowerment of those who are uh, not well treated. And these contestants uh, competing then in this apartheid state is a bit hypocritical yes. then to the beliefs of what we know they always say in the question and answer sections um, <clears throat> of the pageants in terms of world peace and empowerment and all of that. But there's 103 contestants. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And they could have also put pressure on some representing that those countries, maybe countries that are close to Israel and, and Palestine or, or countries that are majority Muslim. Turkey is participating. Iraq is participating. Iraq is 99% Muslim. We only 3% Muslim in terms of our population. Don't you think they could have put pressure on those uh, countries also? They could have. You you are very right, Asa. They could have put pressure. And then, you know, with that pressure, then possibly the, then the event would be, they'd be the, the, the organizers would be forced then to find a different uh, place to have the event, a different country, a neutral country. So, yes, it shouldn't just be, and it seems that it's only in South Africa that is being um, attacked or, you know, they're saying, you know, they, they, they want to cancel her. Um, so, you know, after with the alliance, what they said on her Instagram, they were like, after weeks of trying to engage with Lalela Mswane with an intention of educating her, with regards to the plight of Palestinian people, she had decided to block both of the, the two different alliances account. Mm. It is clear now that our Miss South Africa does not care about the plight of the Palestinians and is only worried about her own self-gains. With this said, comrades, it's time to fight harder, make our voices heard so they're going on and on and on about that. Yeah, I think the fair thing is to target other contestants at the Miss World. Those maybe who are, I'm not saying if we're not made majority Muslim as a population we shouldn't care, but I'm saying yes, just yes, be fair yes. and, and then put pressure on others as well. I agree. I agree 100%. It shouldn't just be picking up, picking on one person, um, but looking at it holistically and looking at the other people who are involved. Sponsors also, Asa, they yeah. should be, you know, yeah. the sponsors who are willing to continue, they should be also, you know, called out. It, yes, yeah. it shouldn't just be our beloved Miss South Africa. And uh, we know Egypt uh, is not participating. I don't know if that's in solidarity with this type of call. And they are, I mean, quite close with Palestine in terms of uh, location, geographically, their neighbors. So we'll, we'll see how that pans out. But anyway, let's leave it there for today.
Thank you so much for joining us. Always great chatting to you. See, I see you there on the gram living it up. I love it. Hey, I'm inspired by Asa. <laughs> but, but, you know, I'm not really used to it, but I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to get it right. Okay, it right. Let, let's do it. Yeah, well, You're going to need to get it right because if we're forming that uh, party, what do we call it again? The F-U-T- F-U-J-C. If we're forming it, we need to be on social media, fam. <laughs> let's do it. We sis. have to be, fam. We have to be. <laughs> Thank you so much. Have a happy Monday. Thank you, Asa. You too. Thank you. Okay, great. This is Debe, social commentator discussing trending topics looking at the last 72 hours since it's Monday.